This is the EWN Podcast Network. It's always easy to do what's possible, but the problem is it's crowded space and everybody's doing it. You can't stand out. If you really want to stand out, go the extra mile. It's open air there. It's not crowded and people really notice. It's Lift As We Climb, a show that shares secrets about growing your business from the eWomen Premier Success Coaches and outstanding members from all around the world. Welcome to a special episode of the Lift As We Climb podcast. I'm Pat Miller, the idea coach and your host. On today's episode, we're doing an exclusive sit-down interview with Sandra Yancey, the founder and CEO of the eWomen Network. The purpose of the interview is to go behind the scenes and learn how the COVID-19 virus has impacted the eWomen Network and what Sandra and the team have done to keep us connected, moving forward, and inspired the whole way. We will also go in-depth on the move of the 2020 eWomen Icon Conference from July to October and what we can expect from this year's event, both in person and virtually. Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The LinkedIn Lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing, and The Expressory, your relationship-building concierge. Make sure to sign up to be a Lift As We Climb VIP listener. Simply text the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315, and you'll be on our notification list for future episodes. Plus, we're regularly giving away prizes to our listeners. The COVID-19 virus has impacted all of us in one way or another. We've had to safeguard our health, our families, and our businesses. While many of us have a thriving business, few of us have had to deal with the virus on the scale of today's guest. Sandra Yancey is the founder and CEO of the eWomen Network, and this crisis became a big issue for the organization. How should they react? How can they connect but still protect their members? And what about the annual conference in July? In this candid one-on-one interview, we'll talk about that and more. It's an honor to have Sandra on the show. Sandra, when COVID-19 began to escalate and things started canceling, when do you first recall, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to impact the eWomen network? I started to think about it during the Platinum Summit. I do a Platinum Summit, a a two-and-a-half-day private event with just the platinum members of eWomen Network every February, at the end of February. And I was in the midst of delivering that, but I had my conference planner there to help just kind of orchestrate the sound and making sure everything was working the way it was supposed to. And she was in the back of the room with the sound guy the audio guy, and she was having little conversations with Kim, my husband, who's also the president of the organization, eWomen Network. He was in the back, always kind of watching things from a production point of view. And she was whispering to him, oh my gosh, I've gotten another cancellation. Toyota just canceled this and I just got another one. And so in the evenings, as part of our just small talk for the brief time we small talk in the evenings, we're usually prepping for the next day. 
Kim was telling me about how our conference manager was experiencing cancellations. And that became a red flag. I came right out of that event and started on my tour. So I did, I think, for two weeks. So I did Phoenix, Tucson. I did Calabasas. I then did Orange County. And it started, I noticed that the flights going home were a little bit lighter than they were going out. And there was a lot more news about it. And so that was clearly the red flag. And so before it really hit the dust, we probably had a real solid about 10 days to go. We need to be thinking about plan B. I could not have imagined sending everybody home the way that was still unheard of, everyone's blind spot, but I sensed that the live event environment could be changing. And so I came back, we started talking about it. And truth be told, Pat, we have four company deliverables. So every year in September, we start planning for the next year. And so in September, we start just putting pie in the sky. Where do we want to take the company next? And then in October, we come back together, the executive growth team, and really hone in on what is the manageable five. This is the first year we've ever come up with four. We've always had five. Then our philosophy, the way we operate our business is 80% of all of your efforts, time, resources, is put into the first three, 80% in the first three. So they do have to be prioritized. And then in November, we're now saying, okay, so where are we short? Do we have the right talent with the right skills? Do we have the right software? Do we need to be planning differently? Do we need to hire some outsourcing things to assist us? What are the things maybe we need to retire? What are the things we need to reprioritize? How do we communicate with the staff, et cetera? And then by December, we're actually in execution mode. So we're delivering in December, January, what most people are waiting for January to do. So we already knew, Pat, that in October of this year, it was a fourth quarter deliverable for us that in fourth quarter, we were going to be introducing online events. That was in one of our four deliverables for 2020, having no knowledge of any pandemic, not a sniff of it. So we had decided that in the previous quarter of 2019. Our second quarter deliverable was the new website. We've been working and we've invested heavily in a new website and not a lot of new capabilities for our members, et cetera. We wanted to announce that in July. So when I came back from Orange County, we started saying, we probably need to get ahead of this. And so let me just tell you, 10 days is a lot of time to get ahead of something that no one thought was coming. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. So we said, okay, maybe we ought to change our priorities and make the website the fourth quarter deliverable and move forward the online. So we started working on it about 10 days before, at least in Texas, everybody started being sent home and businesses formally closed and all of that kind of thing. And so that 10 days, I want to say really was 20 days because we really rolled up our sleeves and started working two shifts. And so they were 16-hour days. We were designing, developing. The programmers were working through the night, having things ready for us to look at, beta test. We were doing a lot of branding, the associated branding, because we have a lot of licensees, United States, Canada, UK, and Australia. We had to get training programs in place. We had to do some beta testing, all of that. 
So we knew 10 days really translates to 20 days with 16-hour days. So that was the process. This is fascinating for us because normally we hear from you how to build our business. But just to see behind the curtain and see how you're planning and acting so quickly is really educational. So what you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, is what you ended up executing, you had on paper, you just rearranged the priorities to take advantage of the situation. Because I remember when, and I don't know if it'll go down in history as this, but the corona case heard around the world, at least to me, was Tom Hanks. Do you remember when Tom Hanks got announced? And everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is real. Tom Hanks has it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And then so that happens. And now you Mm -hmm. reshuffle the priorities. You go to work, you roll up your sleeves, you got two weeks. And then the virtual events start happening. And as an outsider, it seems like the virtual events are going so well because (laughs) it seems like our membership is more connected now than we've ever been. Do you think that's true? I do think it's true. And listen, I will say that I know that this pandemic has created terrible pain and loss for people. And I'm the recipient. It's affected me personally. My mother's sister died in April, last living relative of the Lopez family. And I had to attend her funeral via Zoom. In fact, only one of her two siblings was even allowed to be there with the priest. And it was early. It was April the 2nd. It was so foreign even that funerals were being held on Zoom, right? And then my assistant, Leanne, Pat, who has been with me for 18 of 20 years, we're in our 20th year, Leanne's been with me 18 years, her and her husband got COVID and her mother-in-law who lived with them got COVID. And because they were all so sick, they all went to different areas of the house and they had to fend for themselves. And suddenly they went in to check on the mother-in-law and they had to call the EMT, the ambulance. And they told Leanne and her husband, Rick, they could not, obviously could not come to the hospital. They did not expect her to live through the night. She ended up living through the night and passing away at 10 o'clock in the morning the next day. And so here's Leanne with COVID, her husband with COVID, the mother dies, and I'm trying to remotely provide emotional support as well as what can I do is there anything I can do in getting her transferred from the hospital to the funeral home to, I mean, so I understand firsthand the impact of COVID. I also think that there's silver linings if we choose to look for them. And to your original question about tightening the community, that is certainly the silver lining. Here's another one that I got to tell you is totally in my blind spot. I wish I could say I could have anticipated this, but I didn't. And that was when we went online with our events, I wanted to make sure they weren't like any other events. So we worked very hard and all of us were attending and paying for events to see what they were doing because I think it's still important to find your point of differentiation. That's the secret sauce. I mean, let's just remember Spanx are still girdles. (laughs) Reframed, (laughs) rebranded. remarketed, that kind of thing. So it's just how in the sea of sameness do you find your point of differentiation? So we were all here at the corporate office, about five of us were attending various different events just to see what was going on, not to copy, but to find our point of differentiation. So that was one big important thing I think to do too. But the real silver lining for us is that I was looking at how do I keep the current membership and the current chapter communities connected? 
I knew that people were scared. Many were panicking. I think panic is contagious and so is leadership. And so you have to pick which bucket you want to live in. I don't think you can be in both of them simultaneously. I think you can visit panic and then you got to be willing to jump out of it and get back into leadership. And I've had to do that many times over the course of the last eight to 10 weeks. But the point of the matter is what was in our blind spot, which has been so beautiful, is that we now have people all over the world attending events that they would have never have done if it was live event or what we call in-person event only. So in Milwaukee, for example, the most it can do is attract people within a certain radiance of Milwaukee. Maybe even people from the Chicago area could drive in, but it's got a definition certainly of how far people will come. But we have people now from Singapore attending our events in the UK. We have people from Australia attending our events. I was on an event this week earlier, and I think it was 10 states and seven countries. I mean, it's craziness now, kind of the expansiveness, the growth, and the camaraderie and opportunities that are really becoming apparent for our members. Even people that are saying, hey, I've got a local business. I mean, I'm not going to do business with someone in London, England, but you could find maybe somebody that's doing if you're a massage therapist that's doing, maybe your business is local, right? Something with massage therapy that's different in London and go, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. I mean, right? A great idea can come from anywhere and you can then be first to market in your local community. And that's, I think, what people are starting to really understand and And I think it's opened people's eyes and expanded, right, the sphere of possibility. The other thing I think it's doing is it's showing off the talent inside the network. It's not just the people on stage. We hear from everyone now. And the amount of talent in the operators inside the membership is... Yes. It's unbelievable. And the speakers who wouldn't necessarily travel for a local event can pop onto an online meeting very easy and it'd be worth it. I was on an event the other day and there were over 90, an eWomen Network event that was sponsored, if you will, by Hartford, Connecticut. And there were over 90 people from all over on it. It was just like, I mean, it was like I'm scrolling through these screens on Zoom. It was so cool. And it's all built on the back of your real point of differentiation, which is the values for the organization. If those values weren't rock solid... A transition from in-person to virtual that fast, I don't think would have been as smooth. I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. I've only got a limited time with you. And I know I have a lot of questions about conference, but I do want to ask one more question before we get to conference. Yeah. How did the organization do on transitioning from in-person work to remote work? Did your team react easily? Was that a tough transition? How did it go? I think it's been a harder transition coming back to work. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. that was actually not a, okay, we're just going to start working from home because not everybody had the equipment. I mean, everybody in my staff has their own office with windows. We're on the fifth floor of a tower here. Everybody has two screens, right? We have our phone system and all of that. So We were actually told, the judge in Dallas said on a Sunday that you had until midnight Monday night or Tuesday morning and all offices were closed. So 
on Sunday, I'm talking to my executive growth team, like, okay, so what's our plan so that when people come in in the morning, we start getting people prepared for files and all of that kind of thing, the technology, getting all that signed up, going from house to house to house to get us all networked together. I think one of the great new things that we did, which I'm not sure we'll give up, is a service called Slack. Are you familiar with Slack.com? Yeah. So we implemented that. We have a project management system, Asana. We do everything is pretty systematized here. But Slack was our way to have our morning meetings at nine o'clock every morning. Everybody's still reporting in what's the top three things they're working on for that week, et cetera. So we implemented Slack. I think it's like eight bucks a person in the grand scheme of things. And that you don't, it doesn't all have to be employees. So if you just have like a team of accountability partners, and this is just a way it eliminated so much bog down of emails and text messaging and everything is all housed right there. So we did have to have technology team go from house to house to house. My employees live all over the place and get people's phones plugged in and get us all networked so you could answer the phone just like if you were in the office. And it took three days. So we weren't really everybody full up and running for three full days. And now we're back in and I think we're revisiting. Our lease is up in our building in March. I've been here for 18 years, different iterations of this floor in this office as we've grown and remodeled, et cetera. But I think in March, we're going to look at a combo and a little bit more a different environment. It opened up. That's also a silver lining and not so silver lining if you're in the commercial real estate business. <laughs> Up next, we're going to shift our conversation to the 2020 annual conference and how this year's event will be exciting and engaging, but also different than any year before. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The LinkedIn Lifestyle, the secret recipe to attract the right people and build authentic relationships on LinkedIn. Get daily content ideas, engagement activities, and profile hacks to stand out on LinkedIn. Market your business, make some noise, and become a LinkedIn star by leading the LinkedIn lifestyle. Visit linkedinlifestyle.com slash star to get the free report, Five Fatal Flaws in Most LinkedIn Profiles. Free now at linkedinlifestyle.com slash star. And Cultivating Sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. If you're tired of duct taping six or seven programs together to stay close to your customers, you need to know about Cultivating Sales. Texts, emails, sales funnels, calendars, a course builder, even a website builder. Cultivating Sales does it all. And they have a secret discount just for Lift As We Climb listeners. Visit cultivatingsales.com slash lift to capture it cultivatingsales.com slash lift. And the Expressory. Let your team and customers know you're thinking about them by sending a work-from-home care package in the mail from the Expressory. Thoughtful gifts conveniently shopped and shipped by your personal relationship-building concierge. Text HOME to 414-240-1315 for the work-from-home care package catalog sent instantly to your phone from the Expressory, your relationship-building concierge. Offer ends June 30th, 2020. Let's turn our attention to the 2020 eWomen Icon Conference. It was originally slated for July, but it's been moved to October. It's important to keep the scale and scope of the conference in mind. How many people attend in an average year? 
Yeah. So we have about, I would say, 900, 950 people registered to come to the conference. We take over an entire hotel, to put it in perspective, here in Dallas, Texas. And we're usually in overflow. We usually have about 50 people in our overflow hotel right next door, the Drury. We take over 100% of a conference center. So no other meeting, no other event, no other. So just to put it in perspective in terms of size and scale, and everything is bigger in Texas. So these are big hotels and big uh, conference centers. So it's a pretty sizable event. I'm really excited. I mean, first of all, it took an act of Congress, and that's probably the wrong term. I don't think our Congress acts real well (laughs) or quickly. It took an act of Kim, (laughs) who handles all of the negotiations to even get the hotel. I, quite frankly, just didn't feel like the environment was ready. I didn't feel I was ready to put a bunch of people together in July. Listen, I'm there. My whole family's there. I'm not going to put anybody in harm's way. I mean, my eyes are wide open. I want to do the right thing always. And of course, they didn't necessarily see it that way. And I had a contract with them, but we renegotiated. We moved it six months out to October. And I think the biggest thing was, Pat, can I just say, the biggest negotiation stickler point was honoring the 169 room rate that we had in July, which is low season. People don't actively come to Dallas in July because it's so hot. And that's why I do it because I don't want my attendees spending a lot of money on a big hotel room. But October's high season right? It's a whole different environment. And what I wanted them to do was to honor the 169 room rate. And behind the scenes, that was the greatest hug. But we ended up doing it. And quite frankly, I underwrote the cost of it. And because I just knew six months, I felt like it was going to be a completely different environment. I do not think we're in the new normal. So everything that we're doing now, don't get too attached to. I'm saying still do it because it's very important. You're going to learn a lot of lessons. There's great silver linings that you'll be able to leverage and build on and that kind of thing. But we haven't hit a new normal. We're in an abnormal time. I think the new normal is going to be coming in about six, seven, eight, nine months from now. And that's going to be a time for us to rethink exactly what it is that we're doing with our businesses. And I'm documenting everything that I'm doing and creating all new content in all new ways. We're not going to follow the CDC. That's the minimum. We want to be the example, the example of how you create an experience that takes care of people. So we're working with our sponsors to do some extra things. We're making some investments in some extra things, including live streaming for people that at the last minute just say, you know, it's not right for me. I think everybody's entitled to their opinion. So if you don't want to come at the last minute, you don't have to miss anything because we're going to live stream the event, record all the breakout sessions, give it to you in a package post-conference too, so that you can review it afterwards. And if you come to the conference, you're still going to get that too. And a lot of people ask, I wish I could see this over and over and over again. And now they will as an added free bonus. Which is another big silver lining. And I do want to ask some questions about how it's going to be as an attendee at conference. Mm -hmm. But before we get there, I just want to go back one step. From the decision that you made of let's try to move the conference to the deal Mm -hmm. was done, how long did it take back and forth with the hotel and other vendors to get that done? About, I would say, five weeks. Five weeks. So for five weeks, it was kind of in limbo. For five weeks, we were in conversation, back and forthing, Mm -hmm. getting some terms, replying with some different terms, getting on the phone, 
thinking of new possibilities. And, you know, that in and of itself is probably a really great training program for Kim to do, just a <laughs> workshop on that. Yeah. Because a lot of small business owners do do live events and people are craving that. We're watching it happen just by the way people are behaving now. Probably not so smart, but that's how much it speaks to the human need to connect truly eye-to-eye, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, knee-to-knee. And I think that you can do that in some very creative, fun, safe ways. To watch an event company like this one make the transitions that you made in the last few weeks on this scale is just flat out inspirational. It's just unbelievable. When you see this cruise ship turn around this quickly, it's unbelievable. When you're in it, Pat, can I just say, it feels like it's a slow crank, long hours. But I've actually gotten many a phone calls from many heads of even organizations bigger than mine, one that's even wanted to know if I'd be willing to sell be totally transparent with Mm. you because of what we did and how we did it. And I'm going to be training on this at conference because you can layer all kinds of business examples on this. This is so emulatable in everybody's business. The process is something that I think all businesses can learn from. And we've had made some mistakes. And so I've got those lessons to share as well. I mean, it hasn't been perfect by any means. (laughs) Right. To your credit, though, it sounded like your outlook started and ended with the experience of the conference goers and your members. You kept your members front of mind while you made the business choices behind the scenes. And you even said you were underwriting some of this change for the members' best interest. I mean, if there's a huge lesson there. I think there's a time when, and it's going to cost me more to put on the conference to do some of the safe extra things Mm -hmm. beyond what the CDC says to be able to do. And so I think there's a time when you have to say, this may not be as profitable as originally, but our philosophy always is two things. What's the right thing to do first and foremost, and what's the best thing to do? Sometimes they're not always the same, the best thing and the right thing. But what we strive to do is start them out as as independent circles and see to what degree we can start to create a Venn diagram they overlap. And then when they completely overlap, we know we've nailed it. And that's really our thinking. What is the right thing to do? What is the best thing to do? And where is that middle ground? And sometimes you got to take a step back to make a quantum leap forward. And I think that I learned that when my stepfather taught me archery, to pull that bow back, especially when you're a little girl, you don't have all the strength. You got to take a step back to launch forward. And I think that there are times when it makes sense for us to do that. Unfortunately, not everyone will know. Not everyone will really understand some of the sacrifices or things that you've done. You don't have to wave a flag and say, look what I did. It's kind of like when you put great new air conditioning in your house, right? Have you ever done that and wanted to put a a sign in front of your yard and say, hi, I just spent (laughs) X amount of thousands of dollars. I really wanted to do the landscape, but I opted to go and do the things that really helped the functioning of the house work. And that's a little bit like this. And what I do, though, is I like to pull back the curtain and share the truth of things. And I will do that on stage for the very first time and let people that are there really see some of the sacrifices that we have been proud to take. Well, it's great the sharing you've done so far. Let's talk about attending conference in person for the moment, then we'll get into the virtual side of things. Okay. So... Knowing what we know now, with the situation changing as quickly as we can be, you mentioned the CDC guidelines and how you intend to surpass them. What Mm -hmm. will it be like as an in-person attendee at conference? 
Well, what I can tell you is that we're six months out. And one of the big lessons I learned from one of my best managers ever, Dr. Ollie Malone, many, many years ago, is he always helped me understand that a hypothetical question results in a hypothetical answer. And so we don't know what things will be like six months from now. I'm banking that things will be much better and that we will have the benefit of tremendous amount of hindsight of things that to me then becomes wisdom that we can learn and capitalize on. But some of the things that we know that we can do is we can even create connections so that the software is that people don't even have to hand business cards out. They can shake their phones and we can create the technology that the contact information gets transferred. So for people that really don't want to touch anything in anybody, they can do that. What we also know is that we can seat people differently. There's different sizes of tables. So the tables will allow us to increase size and put fewer people at the table to create the appropriate distancing. We also know that we can do things that we've never done before, like we can have A versions and B versions and C versions of the same breakout so that not everybody is crammed in. And the people that do a breakout will know that they have to do the same breakout three different times to get to everybody if that's what's necessary. We also know that we can stage bathrooms and bathroom breaks very differently to create the added space that we need. We also know that we can create the registration system very differently and automated, which requires less standing in line and more fast moving to create the space. We're doing it in October. So now we have the benefit of we're looking at getting the permits as we speak right now to be able to provide seating outside so that people have the fresh air to eat. We also know that we have to stage the food differently. We'll not be having the kinds of buffets where people serve themselves, but rather they are served professionally by the staff that will be hired to be able to serve people based on what they want. People will still be able to get as much as they want, right? But we're going to make sure that things are covered and are served by people that are appropriately covered in masks to assure probably disposables. As much as I love and have always had glassware and that kind of thing, probably move to disposables so that things are trashed appropriately and not reused and retouched by anybody else. Because I'm also wanting to keep the hotel staff safe. Remember, these are our heroes in many ways, right, that are working. We've also got some creative ideas that we're learning about, even how we help people open and touch their own hotel doors, right? I mean, there's all kinds of like new, I almost don't want to reveal everything. (laughs) Come on, give it to us. Come on. (laughs) But I think as people that do events, I'm hoping that they come and go, I've really learned some things that eWomen Network did. And I think doing a training on that for the people that do events, what are the extra ways that you can go the extra mile? Ken Cragen, great mentor of mine, Hollywood legend, always said, it's always easy to do what's possible, but the problem is it's crowded space and everybody's doing it. You can't stand out. If you really want to stand out, go the extra mile. It's open air there. It's not crowded and people really notice. And we've built a reputation in part of people noticing the little things that we do from decorating our bathrooms, right? (laughs) So we've got 
just this litany of creative, fun things to do, the have-tos, the things we've asked the hotel. How can you show our attendees that you're going the extra mile, that you're doing some extra things for them? And we'll be communicating that as we come forward and get a better sense of the environment. And that's an amazing list. And the forethought is super impressive. And you're right. We will learn from watching and participating while we're at conference. Is there anything that's a standard part of the conference or something that you really want to do, but you just haven't figured out how you can do it in this environment? Anything that really hasn't translated yet? I mean, obviously hugging, we want to hug each other and give each other love, but we can't do that. But like, is there anything else that comes to mind? Yeah. So I do a lot of laser coaching. I get off the big stage and go into the laser coaching. We're probably going to create sections, rounded sections that I invite a person in. I pull their name and they come in as opposed to meandering through the crowd and standing amongst people. What hasn't translate quite to me is how. We're going to do it. I just haven't decided exactly how, but I don't want to give up the dance party but I can't have hundreds of people on a dance floor sweating and all of that kind of thing either. So we're working with a couple of entertainment firms and learning from them, investing. We'll probably go when things open up, even to Vegas and some places to see what they're doing and how they're doing and then saying, how can I not adopt, but maybe adapt it to my much smaller environment than what would be happening tens of thousands of people in Vegas. So we'll be investing in what others are doing so that we can adapt it. So I haven't figured it out, but I know it will happen. So you shared all of these great ways that you're working to keep us safe and engaged for the folks that choose to attend. For the folks that buy a ticket and choose not to attend or would like to at least watch what's going on, talk about what you're doing for the virtual engagement because it sounds like it's a great opportunity. It is. We've invested in, and if you know anything about live stream, it's not cheap. So we have further invested in, without increasing our ticket price, adding live streaming to our conference. So the cool thing is, is that you'll be able to sit in the comfort of wherever you are and attend the conference virtually, but we're also recording it. Because some people have said, gosh, by October, that's my grandmother's 95th birthday, and we're really expecting to get on a plane and fly to Miami and be with her for that. And so I can't attend. Well, the good news is we're going to record it. So even if you can't attend live, you will have the recording so that you get the benefit of everything that we've been teaching on the main stage and then record it also in the breakout rooms. So you'll have this nice little neat package as not only a way to participate live if you can, but also to go back and revisit even if you were there live. Like what was it that Ken Cragen said again about that? that. And you can go back and listen to that interview that I'm going to be doing with him. Can I just say that I've had the luxury of knowing some amazingly successful people, some through networking and introductions, others I've paid for, billionaires, people that have raised and made hundreds of millions of dollars like a Ken Cragen. And to see people call me and say, Sandra, for you, I'm coming. And I haven't even asked them to come. I'm coming and I'm coming at my own expense. I don't want anything. I just want to be in front of the people that you're attracting that want to go big. Let me just say this, Pat, and I want to be really clear about this. Women have not had access. We've not had a level playing field in the past. And that's why only 2% of all women break a million dollars in annual revenue. This pandemic has created much more of a level playing field than I know I've ever seen in my lifetime. 
And what I can tell you are the people that begin to work on their businesses now are the people that will have the giant leap they've never been afforded in the future. And I wish I could say everything that you're doing now is the new normal. I think the timing of the conference couldn't be better because once everything opens up, you're not going to have the captive audience you have today on Zoom. It's going to be a hybrid. There are people that are going to use it more because they've acquired the skill. But the human nature, who we are as human beings by definition is the need to be in affiliation and in connection with others. And so about six, seven, eight, nine months, we will settle into the new normal. And that's the window of opportunity to be preparing for. Because when that happens, I think those are the people and those are the entrepreneurs that are going to start thinking more like a CEO, what's coming down the pike, than the business owners that are focusing on how do I get through the day. And those are the people that I want to attract. Those are the people that are going to show up. And those are the people that we will measure and know are the ones that are going to have great results coming out of it. I have no doubt in my mind that at the 2021 conference, you're going to show off more female millionaires than you ever have. We're going to have more people that break through in the next 12 months. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask a couple more quick questions about the conference. Thank you for sharing all the virus information because it's on everybody's mind. But let's just talk about the conference in general. Give us some of the Mm -hmm. themes and some of the highlights and some of the stuff we can look forward to to get excited about the content. Well, I will tell you the content is pretty remarkable. We're going to be talking about, in addition to just kind of what I call my content and my coaching, my laser coaching and my connections, because I think one of the things that gets missed in big conferences is there's all this great content, but people go, but now how does that really relate to me? And so I think what's signature about, and it's the reason why 60% of the people last year signed up for this year's conference, and we've already expanded our room block pack twice, having been sold out, because I didn't know what the receptivity was going to be. So even that original contract has been revised. I mean, not the original, but the new one for October, that's even been revised and expanded. And I think the reason why people come is because they know that this isn't about not just big thinking, but how do you take this big thinking and then take it at the granular level so that people know exactly what to do. So what is my next best step to make this happen? So we're going to be doing some what I call digital marketing magic training, where we're really going to be focusing on how is it that you really optimize the digital marketing experience and specifically social media. Social media has changed. The new stats already on what's happened in social media is pretty riveting. And Brianna is already developing and sharing, seeding, if you will, a lot of the shifts and changes. So digital marketing will never be the same either, just so that you know. So the algorithms are changing. I know that from my corporate sponsorship with Google. And so all of that stuff is trending faster. And so we want to share with everybody what's the latest and greatest so that they know exactly where to put their energy, their time, and their dollars in terms of leveraging their social media following and influence. But more importantly... 
how do you take that influence and translate it into dollars? And to do that, what are the new strategies to be able to get them from likes and followers to email addresses where you're actually developing a relationship with them? So all of that's going to be covered. We're also going to be talking about just this whole notion of reimagining, not just your business, but your life. Like this has given people a lot of pause and opportunity to rethink things. And you don't have to give up on your really big idea, but you might want to shift the way in which you go about it. So there's a lot of confidence that can happen in going big when you feel like you know what you're doing and you have a plan in place. So really redefining what your purpose is and what does that mean in terms of your actions, right? So learning to kind of free yourself from what I call debilitating expectations, but create great tractions, which is what we, I think, have modeled at eWomen Network for the last 10 weeks or so here. And then developing that simple master plan for success. So really being able to help you kind of discover how to transform your hot idea into something that's fundable, that has a dynamic blueprint that can be replicatable and really scale and take off like a rocket. We're also going to be talking about this whole notion of growth breakthroughs. I think we've got new growth breakthroughs now that we've never had before. I know I'm proof pudding and have shared some of it in our interviews. So we're going to be talking to some experts that I'm going to be interviewing on how to really scale your business at double the pace that has been done historically because I'm doing it right now. So I know it can be done and I'll be able to use eWomen Network as a model for that. Okay. And then what are the real value added marketing opportunities to really leverage this new vision that you have and appeal to a higher level client that's really willing to pay you so that you're not giving constant discounts, you know, at 50% and working twice as hard. Something's really crazy with that. And now's the time. It's a timing issue to be able to make that changes. And then just really talking about the whole new rules of engagement, right? Because that's changed too. Discovering how you really convert your skills and talents into a real celebrity brand. And that's ultimately what really makes that top 10% that people are always talking about and following. And what I know is everybody's looking for their next new love song and they're looking for their next new fabulous celebrity brand that they want to follow and why not it be you. And then finally, I would just say just some real simple, proven, effective sales and marketing concepts that work. And I mean, I've got emails I can share to show so here's what we did. Here's how we did it. And look at what people are saying. I mean, we're getting people writing us about our new strategic business introduction system, branding, online copy, languaging, registration, follow-up, all of that. And I think that this is really scalable for a lot of entrepreneurs. And I want to give it to them. I want to share it. You've been so generous with your time amidst all of this. Thank you for taking all of this time. I have two more very quick questions because I think they're important. Take us behind the scenes. Is there anyone on your team that normally we don't hear about that you'd like to acknowledge for the work that they've done to get this thing from July to October to help us pivot from in-person events to virtual? I'm sure there's probably too many to list, but anyone that you think... Are you actually asking me to pick one? Not one. No, no. (laughs) But like anyone that maybe doesn't get the high five. Let me just tell you, I mean, I can't thank Carrie Keating, my CFO, for all the business modeling that goes on behind the scenes in pricing structures and that kind of thing. We reduced some of our pricing 
our SBIs by over 50% and figured out a way to do that and keep it permanent. Kim, for all of the marketing and branding and the logo development so that we could launch things. They stand out different and new. That creates wow and pow and doesn't sound and look like the same old thing. Janelle McCauley, for all the work that she's done with our managing directors to train them, to support them. Of course, Michael McCauley, for all the work that he does with the podcast hosts. Brianna, the digital marketing, the social media shifts and change, the announcements, the training to get people to know that what we are doing and to come and join us and we haven't fallen by the wayside with our live events. Amanda with our social media and Ricky that works with all of our managing directors on training in the new system. I mean, Astrid and Keith, the look on the glass, all the different ways in which we're marketing and branding things, our Wise Women Insights, our Platinum. I mean, the list, I just, everybody has such an important piece. I just don't have ancillary people. Everybody is just so important in the piece of the watch that they are responsible for to make this thing hum and hum on time and be accurate and then be willing to say, hey, we goofed here. What do we got to do to fix it? It's just been a great team. I couldn't ask for better. It's an impossible question for sure. And I'm not sure if you ever hear this. So listen when I say thank you from the members to you for your leadership. And I know that this has been probably a very upsetting, stressful, crazy time, but you always are looking for us to grow while you were trying to keep your thing together. So from the membership, thank you for your leadership. We I do appreciate that it. that from you, Pat. Thank you for that. It's my pleasure. Let's ask one last question and end on an up note. Let's okay. talk about the future. We have yeah. learned so much. You've learned yeah. how to scale. You've learned how to move. You learned how to go virtual. If we're talking now and it's 2021, what do you think that maybe you've learned that you'll be able to act on when you make your plan for next year? Because that's going to be coming up here relatively soon. But wh I, what are you thinking? Well, the skill that I have most learned, the muscle that I've most honed is resiliency. And what I know is that when you combine innovation, continuous improvement, and resiliency together, then what you've got is a true learning organization that will notice what's happening, sniff, I've sniffed this before, maybe see it before it happens, kind of like Wayne Gretzky said, I don't go to where the puck is, I go to where it's going to be. It's because he's been there, he's seen it before. And then just the overall confidence that you will get through it. And because of that, Unfortunately, COVID isn't the last thing. I mean, before COVID, we had Ebola, we had the market crash, we had SARS, we had the internet bust. I mean, our challenges are going to continue. And I think if we could learn the skills it takes to stay strong, stay focused, stay innovative, release, unlearn, relearn, and be resilient, I think we've got the fundamentals to seize the opportunities that we currently can't see right now. And that's what I'm most excited about. It's been such a pleasure to talk about the changes and where conference is going and all of the information you shared from behind the curtain. Sandra Yancey, President, CEO, leader, inspirational woman. <laughs> You're amazing. Thank you so an much for coming on the show. An amazing interviewer, Pat Miller, <laughs> to you. Thank you so much for creating this space for me in your busy schedule. I'm humbled and appreciative. It was an absolute pleasure to sit down and talk with Sandra and get behind the scenes information from the leader of the eWomen organization. Thank you to her and her team for making it possible. 
If this is your first time listening to the Lift As We Climb podcast, consider subscribing to the show because each week we interview premier success coaches, managing directors, and members from all around the world to learn how we can help you grow your business. We're available on all the major podcast distributors, so subscribe today. You can also become a Lift As We Climb VIP by texting the word LIFT to 414-240-1315. That's LIFT to 414-240-1315, and you'll be on the notification list for upcoming episodes, and you'll have a chance to win prizes we regularly give away. One more thing, we're doing a guest call. If you have something that you'd like to share, I want to highlight members along with our premier success coaches, managing directors, and VIPs. Visit liftaswecliempodcast.com and you can apply to be on the show. Make sure to hurry up and do it though because the list is getting long. Visit liftaswecliempodcast.com and apply today. This episode of Lift As We Climb is sponsored by The Expressory, your relationship building concierge, the LinkedIn lifestyle, secrets and strategies to be a LinkedIn star, and cultivating sales, the all-in-one CRM for sales and marketing. I'm Pat Miller, the idea coach and a premier success coach for the eWomen Network. Find out more about me at patmillerideacoach.com. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.